can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome to another bonus episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored. I am your host, Sadaf Razi. I'm a former fashion editor and stylist turned digital beauty and lifestyle writer. And once a month, you'll be hearing my voice to give Hannah and Joe's vocal cords a rest. Each month, I'll be interviewing an influential figure in the beauty industry. Today, I'm chatting to skinfluencer and podcaster Roj Tarabi, who you can find on Instagram at The Rojekt. She's got the glass skin of everyone's dreams and hands out product recommendations like there's no tomorrow. All right, here we go. So welcome, Roj. Hi, I'm so excited to be joining you. You have no idea. You told me that it's your first podcast and I was like, <laughs> well, I am honored to be your first guest. <laughs> I'm so honored to have you as my first guest. I've been following you on Instagram for a while. I absolutely love your content. I think you're adorable and I'm so excited that you said yes to my first podcast. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm really excited. Yay. All right. Well, we'll jump straight into it. Now, you graduated uni with a law and journalism degree. Your bio reads lawyer by day, skinfluencer by night. So firstly, when did your love for beauty start? So see, that's a complex question. Like, I think <laughs> with some people, when they answer that question, there is like, you know, a pinpoint in time that they can look at. But for me, I grew up in a household where my mum was really into beauty and my dad was also really into skincare. Like he, you know, he was very conscious of like moisturizing, putting sunscreen on. He was really onto it from a very young age. Like I remember my dad had one hairbrush and he would be adamant that that one hairbrush is the thing that he has to use every single night before he goes to bed because it like creates like some circulation. And then, <laughs> <I love that. laughs> and then obviously there was my mom and my mom from a very young age was really into going to beauty services inside stores. Like at the time I lived in New Zealand, so it was called Farmers, which is similar to like a David Jones Meyer thing here, right? Right. Yeah. And you'd go to farmers and then there was the little section. So you've got the Estee Lauder, you've got Clinique, you've got the pop-up of like the various brands. And my mum would always go to get her skincare done or sort out what skincare to use next, or even work out like her makeup or get it done for an event. And I would always go with her and sit on the chair next to her. Like I was always in one of the makeup chairs. So actually in our family album, there is a series of Polaroids of me just in various chairs inside farmers or beauty oh. counters. Yeah. And I'd always take my doll and we'd sit there together and we'd just like suss out everything. And I'm not, I've always kind of been the same, you know, yeah. like I'm not a shy person necessarily. Like <laughs> I can talk to anyone. <laughs> so It's a good talent to have. <laughs> oh, look, give or take. But yeah, so I'd go there and I'd sit there with her and that kind of was always with me. And then obviously I grew up and I went through a phase of like, you know, uh, growing up, I would always go through the shopping center with my mom. And if she was going to like the grocery store, I'd always go with her. And my mom would be like, don't, no, no, maybe just stay with your dad today. And I'd be like, no, what do you mean? Like, I need to come. And I need to go to the Clinique counter with you, Mom. Yeah, or like this was just like going to like a local Woolies. Like I think it was called Countdown for us. And we'd go and I'd go through the grocery aisle and go through the, you know, the, what's it called? The 
drugstore sort of area. Yeah. And yep. I would pick out like so many different things. And my mum would always be like, that's enough. And so <laughs> I would like hold it and then put it onto the conveyor belt when we got to the conveyor belt and we'd leave and she'd be like, did you see like, it's so expensive today. What did we grab? And <laughs> I had snuck like four cleansers through the conveyor belt. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, this Garnier cleanser. When did I buy this? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't see what price it was. And then so she picked up on it, obviously, and would always be like, okay, I think today you can just stay with your dad. <laughs> so then I think it wasn't until I hit the age of like eight years old where I started breaking out quite early. Like I went through puberty quite young. Mm. I got my period quite early. Yeah. And when I got, I started getting breakouts prior to even getting my period. So for me, it was like, breakouts came before and then the period came a few years later mm. but I did start to see the breakouts and coming from an Iranian household I almost feel like there's this like hyper awareness of someone's appearance or like your child's appearance and yeah. what to do to like help them you know feel their most confident self so you know whether it be okay let's go and get you this skincare range let's go and do this to like make them go away let we'll go and do this like my parents were really onto it to the point where like I could get a haircut and you know I did the mullet cuts I did all sorts of experimenting when I was young with my hair and my dad would be like okay I think this one's a no <laughs> <laughs> this one's a hard no not a mullet yeah <laughs> um, but I started doing that. And obviously in that phase, there was, you know, the Clearasils, there was the Garnier. Oh, Clearasil, RIP, I remember that. RIP. And it was like the St. Ives. And oh. we also, <laughs> and then there was, what was the other one? It was proactive. Yep. And obviously as a result of all the sand, which was the grit inside St. Ives and, you know, the petrol. Like scratching yeah. our face, top layer of our skin off. Yeah, literally. Our poor parents. Our poor parents. <laughs> and then obviously trying to like calm it down then with proactive, which was like 90% petrol at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it was like, I, it worse, it made it worse. So I was like, okay, well, we've got to, well, like, I've got to really sort this out. And I remember one day I went to the shops with my mom. And at this point I was probably around nine. Yeah. And we bought me a pink notebook and we got me a purple pen that was glittery and had a fluffy top. And what I was going to do with this is sit down every day and learn a skincare fact and write it in this book. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so cute. My dad would connect me up to the dial-up because it was still dial-up at the time. Dial-up, And I yes. would sit there and hear the audio every day and then I had to write my two facts. And I continued that for years. And I obviously, you know... What a good beauty student. Yeah, I was... Started yeah, early. Yeah, I started really <laughs> early. Um, I was always really into studying sort of life, you know? Like I was always really into that uh, side of stuff. Yeah. I did that and I had the book for years and I would write in it and I would, you know, do my things and I picked up on tips and tricks and started to implement them into my life. And it cleared up my skin. So by the time I came to Australia... That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 
by the time you're like i cleared my skin and had a like elite skincare routine by the time i was nine what were you doing oh like i had enough shelf space in that house for skincare that like my parents were like okay we've really got to sort this issue out like what is going on and do you really need like that much space in the bathroom for all your products yeah and i'm like, like all your all your classmates had like barbie dolls on their shelf and you had like clear yeah. and yourself i had every type of micellar water under my... the sun i owned <laughs> like <laughs> um so then by the time i came to australia when i was 11 i had pretty clear skin I remember going to school and I was bullied about it. So I was in year six at the time. Yeah. And I had really shiny skin. And I remember kids who would bully me would say, oh, do you wash your face with Windex? Why are you so shiny? Oh my gosh. And I was like, And now we're like, give, we want glassy, shiny skin. Now everyone's like, make me glass so I can put Windex on my face. Who's laughing now, Tom? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I went through the whole process of that obviously and I kind of I don't know like I felt really bad about it for a bit so I used to use blotting papers I would go through all of that but I kind of just still stayed true to it I just it never went away and you know what I finished year six and it was fine then I went to high school and I was fine and when I was in high school it was like towards like the middle of high school I started to get a lot of questions from people about skincare and people would always be like, oh, can you, what are you wearing on your skin today? Or like, what are you doing? And everyone kind of picked up on the fact that I was really into skincare. But when I finished school, it was like all my friends and cousins out of school were like, okay, well, how do we get a hold of you now? Like you've got uni. Yeah. <laughs> you've got uni and you're also working full time. And I was doing a uh, work experience sort of thing as well. So I was like crammed. And Obviously, being 19, 18, I wanted to go out. So then, like, I was clubbing. Like, I was like, there was oh no my time gosh. in the world for me. Yeah. Yeah, it, there was a lot going on. And I remember at one point, all my friends were like, hey, I really need you to come to Priceline or, like, I need you to do this. Like, hey, do you think you can help me out with this? Yeah, you're, like, in high demand. <laughs> oh, it was it was a crazy time. Like, <laughs> And so that's where my podcast came from. So I one day said, I was like, guys, I'm not going to have the chance to see you every weekend or like, you know, sit down and talk about skincare on a Wednesday when I've got class till 9.30 at night because I was working during the day. Yeah. So I was like to them, what if I start a podcast and the questions that you guys ask me, like I will populate like the popular ones and then like every week I'll talk about a topic. Genius. And I'll create an Instagram so that the products that I talk about on the podcast can go on the Instagram. And they're like, Amazing. oh, really? And I was like, yeah, I think it's a good idea. And anyways, I made this decision like within two days. I The whole thing was like, okay, well, it's happening. And then it was like. That's so good. It takes me like one week to decide about one grid post on my Instagram. Oh, dude, <laughs> I ordered the microphone that night. And w- there was like. Amazing. Australia Post was going through a shortage of stuff and the microphone wasn't going to arrive for like two weeks. So I was. <laughs> I was like hyperventilating. I decided the name during the time that it took Australia Post to deliver the microphone. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> um, but then, yeah, it started. And now here we are three years later. Amazing. What a journey. I would have never thought that it would be what it is today. I kind of have some imposter syndrome occasionally when people are like, oh, my God, is this like, oh, like how long have you had it? And it's like, uh... 
I, I don't know, like it's my alter ego. Like I'm like, I still can't believe that it is what it is. <laughs> like it started. Well, they say that truly talented people have imposter syndrome. So you must be naturally gifted. Oh. And it's amazing that your skin journey and like your love for beauty started so, so, so young. Good. And to hear that background and what kind of led you here is just amazing. And like, that's genius to be like, okay, I'm just really like the busiest person on the planet, guys. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm just going to house it all in one podcast and you guys can tune in there. Yeah. So I, I, you're making me blush, no. which, you know, like, <laughs> but it's, it's been a crazy journey. So for me, it feels like it, you know, happened yesterday, but it has been three years and it turned three the other day. And I kind of feel like I never really acknowledge where it's at because I, I still haven't processed it. Yeah. Like I still haven't really gotten hold of like where I'm at with it. But I think you're quite lucky because, you know, it's kind of like, not that it was like your purpose, but it kind of just naturally flowed for you because it came from that passion about beauty and obviously the cutest thing ever your dad making you write like two skincare facts of you know a day or a week and you actually love doing that and yeah. then that turned into everyone in your orbit being like okay give us all the tips and tricks so I think people also recognize when someone has that passion for beauty they know what they're talking about they've tried and tested so many products and then that's you know reflected in your Instagram so thank you for your gift segueing now talking about your Instagram you know, your content is so cool and unique, your beauty content. And it's such a departure from the usual aesthetic you see on Instagram. How did you land on your style? Is it hard to think of fresh and new ideas? And one thing also I love is that from very early on, you kind of adapted the no BS authentic reviews, whether you're gifted or people approach you, you won't post about products or brands unless you truly believe in them or like them or love them. So yeah, talk me through your content process. <laughs> so that's a really interesting thing you've picked up on there because that's really true to me. Like I, from the get go, obviously I started this for my friends and for, you know, info for my friends. And at the core, I still see it that way, whether or not there's, you know, how many more people who are within my following who I actually see it as an extended friend group. But that for me is really important because if someone goes and buys something that I have told them I like for a particular reason, the last thing I want is that person to in any way be led astray. I want them to know that what they're using is good for this or whatever reason. But I guess with my content, the way that I see it is, so I love my followers. I think my followers are like a group of really fun, smart, you know, educated group of people. They're very aware. You can't see them as not that because that is what people are. People are really aware. And I love the group of people that I've got on my Instagram because they engage with my content. They appreciate it. You know, they're really supportive of me and I want to give that back to them. And that is what I base my content off. So I don't think that I'm, you know, aesthetically pleasing in any way. If someone looks at my grid, it is chaos. <laughs> like I'm not one of those people where you screenshot the grid and you, you know, put it on your stories. It's just my real. Grid is it's, not that. Yeah. Yeah. It's there just to deliver the beauty news that you need, the facts. That's all it is. And it's informative. And I love that. We need that. <laughs> but like that is the core of it. So I did definitely go through the phase of being like, oh, should I be maybe wearing cream today? And I feel as though, no no, I can't keep doing that. Like, or trying to, you know, fit a certain brief because that's not me. And all that was doing was creating more anxiety for me over posting. Yes. 
like my mom sat me down and was like, dude, you've got to realize you started this because you wanted to start it. It is purely a hobby. And now you're, you know, second guessing every single thing you want to do. Yeah. Just do it the way that you want to do it and be who you are. But online, like that is all you need to do. Sage advice from mum. <laughs> and you know what? I vividly remember that day because it was a really hard day for me. And after that day, we decided like, oh, you know what? I'm going back to what I was. Like I need to let go of this yeah. because this identity crisis that I'm going through right now is not for me. <laughs> and so, yeah, now I see my content as what I want to do is make beauty approachable and make skincare approachable. I yes. feel like a lot of the industry is very much based on fear mongering and there's a lot of scare and there's a lot of tiptoeing around what you can and can't say. And I don't have an issue with saying something is bad. I don't have an issue with saying something is good. But what people will see on my grid and what they will hear about from me is things that I have used and that I have liked. And now I'm going to explain why someone might benefit from using it. Yeah. And I try to create that in a way where it can be interesting for them. You know, like they are again, an audience. And, you know, if I'm going to be looking at something and I want to take something away from it, I like it to be an engaging piece to look at, I guess. Yeah. So whether that be you know, a billboard or displaying a fact in a different light, I do try to create that. I don't think too much about the aesthetic. It's chaos, but I am chaos. Yeah. When someone meets me, I am chaos. <laughs> We're all a bit chaotic. I love it. Don't yeah. Worry. <laughs> and so that kind of is like what I do. And it's just an extension of me. Yeah. My page is an extension of me. And I love that, then I wouldn't trade you up for anything. Yeah, yeah, I love that because I think also like Gen Zers, it's so important to have people like that on Instagram. You know, the, the rise of Instagram kind of happened many, many years ago when it was such a smoke screen and with the rise of TikTok now being a bit more real, like even my younger cousin who I was staying with in Melbourne, she was just having this meltdown because she's like, you know, Instagram is just you know, it's a highlight reel and it's just, I, I can't think anymore about, you know, curating my grid. And that's why I've kind of moved on to TikTok because I just want real content. So to have, you know, something that just portrays the real you, like you said, an extension of yourself on Instagram and just deliver like the no BS beauty product reviews or whatever you're liking or trialing or testing. It's so important to kind of share that on Instagram. And I'm so glad that shift is happening. Totally. Yeah, definitely. There's a massive social shift on Instagram. Instagram that's happening. And one thing I was going to say is you mentioned earlier that you don't know what you're going to post next. And I don't, I never know. I never have something that's pre-planned, you know, Love like that. the extension of me pre-planning something on my grid is like a couple hours before it goes live. Unless yep. it's obviously been a project that, you know, has been shot by someone and it needs to go live, then different story. But like, I don't sit there like color coordinating anything or think yeah. about how it's going to fit. I just do it. You know, it seems to be working. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep going. Like, yeah, I just don't, with it. I haven't sat there and processed it. That's obviously testament to your obviously credibility. And you're saying your audience are quite savvy. And I think, you know, just like the adore customers, they know about skincare. They're not really concerned about, yeah, you wearing cream for three, you know, grid posts. They totally. just want to know the real raw authentic you know beauty stuff and we love that so keep going shifting gears a little bit like you I'm obsessed and very close to my parents and I 
love your parent content from taking your mum to the CeraVe launch to all the stuff you do with your dad. I have so many videos of me doing stuff with my dad like that. I just don't post it. Um, so I wanted to know, by the way, that video of your dad putting on sunscreen is like one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> that is probably one of the most iconic things. Did you see that? Because that's iconic. That's like OG following. Because uh, that was like I went deep. Back I went when deep. The page actually started to like really pick up a bit. But yeah, that was a big thing. So accurate. I'm obsessed. So I wanted to know: Have you got your parents onto like an elite level skincare routine? And what products like have you got them into that they love? Okay, so my parents have a better skin routine than me to be honest with you amazing but whenever amazing. someone asks for a shelfie i'm like babe you don't need my shelfie you need my mum's shelfie like that's what you need to see because she's got the best um but no she's got great stuff my parents have elite skincares and that's because they were very into beauty before me they were into beauty and then obviously i got into beauty and they're still into beauty but my dad is very much a massive moisturizer person like when i say a massive moisturizer person i'm talking like my dad can finish a tub of moisturizer in a week <laughs> <laughs> like record timing like oh my gosh so did he like was he obsessed with all the CeraVe stuff that you have because their moisturizer is like next level was he like this with the moisturizer yeah as well? yeah yeah he's a massive moisturizer fan he love it loves he loves Ole moisturizers he is quite a fan of the Ole oh, yeah. ones he loves Nivea nice Nivea Q10 is something that he uses quite a bit oh I actually still use Nivea Q10 but yes my dad is a massive moisturizer person for a while, we get him onto like a couple retinol-y things. Um, oh, yeah. he's on the retinols. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's... He's so, like top tier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the moment, he's using the L'Oreal Paris uh, retinol moisturizer. Ah, amazing. Yeah. So he, How is he liking it? <laughs> he's liking it. He is liking it. He likes the fact that it's the pump thing, which means he won't yes. use too much. So that's been a good intro for him. I actually quite liked that product. So I was like, let's get you onto this one amazing then there's cleansing he's a huge cleanser fan obviously he loves sunscreen yes like good i one. think my dad owns more ultraviolet than i own my dad is huge on sunscreen he wants what we we using because he watches all my instagram my dad <laughs> watches everything he's the first person to like or comment on anything and so he is like very onto it like he'll be like oh do you think I can have some of that one? Yeah. And like I said, it goes back to my content is when people ask me, do you really use that? I say, if I'm not using it or if I haven't used this enough to talk about it right now for you and I'm saying that it's good for other skin types, then that's embarrassing to me because my family are going to watch this and they'll be like, well, I want what you spoke about that day. Yeah. And that's really important. So totally. for me, my dad will look at something and be like, okay, well, I want that eye cream today. And yeah. <laughs> I heard you talk about that on Instagram. I want it. <laughs> I actually saw your, um, you guys did a sheet mask last night on your stories together. I was rolling on the floor laughing at all the memes you were creating from the sheet mask that had kind of slid onto his mouth. Yeah. But this kind of, yeah, it was, I was dying, but a skincare hack I saw you do recently and I love, and it's something so simple that a lot of people probably do, but something I never actually even working in beauty thought to do was tearing a bit of your sheet mask to properly hug your face. Do you have any other little golden nuggets or beauty hacks like that, that you can share with us? I guess one thing I always really like to do is using my eye cream on my neck. Oh yeah. I think a lot of people 
miss that. Like I think they forget the neck and decolletage area yes. mainly, but also guilty. Yeah. The fingerprints or like, you know, the amount left over of your eye cream, even if you like spread that over your neck, that really helps because necklines and smile lines and under eye lines, they work similarly to each other. So they do have that aspect of if you give them enough hydration and you give them that collagen or you give them, you know, something that's going to boost the moisture in that area, it does help with smoothening what is there or even just, you know, smoothing the texture overall. Oh, so I, I like that. One. I also really like putting yeah. on under eye masks on my smile lines after I've used them. So I, I always keep the packet and I pop the eye mask back into it and then I just pop it onto my smile lines. Um, oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah, I really like doing that. What I'm going to try that one. Yeah, do that one. Another one I really like is, okay, so this might be really basic, but I didn't really fully realize this until I heard it. And I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So I used to always contour my face in like, just the lines that, you know, you're meant to contour it in. And like, I thought that the brush is flowing that way, like the contour is going to go that way, whatever. I didn't really focus on it. And it wasn't until I started to really focus on what I'm doing that now I've nailed it. And the trick is not to follow your face shape, but to go in the shape that you want it to form. So for example, like if your nose bends in a certain area, don't follow the bend with the contour. Contour where you want the shape to be and that is so creating that illusion kind of thing. You have to really avoid putting the brush down, I guess. Like you have to like follow the line. Like it's like drawing within a line. You just draw the line. Yeah, draw the line that you want. It's like art. Contouring is art. Contouring is art. art. (laughs) I have not... No, seriously, I I haven't been able to nail it yet. I'm too scared, but maybe I need to practice this weekend. and Just put like the line that you want it to be and then buff it out. Yeah. But the trick is to place the contour in the area that you want that line to be Ah. rather than where your bone or where your cheek or whatever actually sits. You have to tune out of that. So I guess that was a really weird highlight for me in the beauty space. I was like, oh my God, this is such a vital thing. Like I cannot believe I've been (laughs) doing this wrong. Yeah. Oh my God. Tell the people. I'm so glad you shared that with us. Maybe all of these people have been contouring wrong for all this time (laughs) and now you've just saved their nose bend issues um yeah. not there's anything wrong with nose bends no okay. nothing so I know it's too hard of an ask to ask you your three favorite products in beauty so what are three beauty products you're using and loving right now okay so I'm really enjoying the Sunday Riley afterglow which is their new moisturizer that they've come out with very interesting product but I like it as a makeup primer it works really well it's very brightening it's, it gives the skin like a luminous look when you've got makeup on so yes really enjoying that I am really liking the L'Oreal Paris serum foundation oh yes I love that one too I didn't think that I was going to love it because I thought it was too thin initially and then I was like oh this sits so well like I'm obsessed with it no I are you talking about the tinted plumpy yes. kind of one Yes, I did that for a skin tint story and it actually offered much more full coverage than I thought. 
Oh, and then the last one is the Nivea Q10 moisturizer, which I mentioned earlier, but I think it's really underrated. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for speaking to us today, Roj. I really, really appreciate it. It's been such a pleasure talking to you and getting all the nuggets, you know, wealth of knowledge on beauty. And I hope that you come back and visit us again soon. I'd love to. You can have me back anytime <laughs> you want to. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.